You are now listening to another episode of Some Black Dude and a Mexican Guy and Bob. You're supposed to allow me to to say my part, bro. I was kind of feeling it. All right, no, that's cool. Out, that that's perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. So, what was that anyway that you were playing? That was a beat that had been made by uh, my producer, Steve. Uh, sounded like a lost track from like the Cumbia Kings or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. So, move right there. I love you though, Steve. All right. Uh, what I was going to say was make sure that your phones are on mute so there's mm. no dings going good on. Good point, good point. Anyways, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of what Corey just said. All right. We have uh, some guests in the studio with us tonight. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yep. Hello, my name is Tess. That sounded really lame. I'm Jess. I'm the more fun part of this half. Okay. So Tess, <laughs> Tess right. and Jess. Tess and Jess. All right, that sounds good. So Welcome, Tess and Jess. Thanks. Uh, Tess, where are you coming from? Uh, I grew UT. up. UT. Yep. No, that's not at all what I mean. I mean, like, literally, like, what were you coming from? To um, I was coming from my grandparents' house. I had to do some laundry. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, were, you were working earlier? Yeah, I, yep, I work at a doctor's office. Cool, cool. Uh, so, why are you waving your hand at me? I'm not waving your hand at you. It's making Why? everyone nervous right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you, you don't mind, uh, can I ask you? Okay, earlier because we were talking about this a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I know that you're. St what are you studying right now? I'm studying. My major is human development and family sciences. Human development and family sciences. Yeah. Is what you're doing at work is that kind of affiliated with, or is it just a, more of a general? Uh, yeah, so I originally was pre-med, and so I thought that working at a doctor's office would probably look good on a resume. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And Jess, what were you doing what were you? earlier? I was having a drink. Yeah. I was having a drink, and <laughs> before that, I was, <laughs> I was at work. Yeah. All right. So, where do you, you work at? Uh, we don't talk about those things. Yeah, yeah we do. No, we <laughs> well, what do you do? What are you? Your profession? Oh, so I will tell you that I'm all about connecting with people. And so I have a background in counseling. And I every profession I've ever had, I... Can I ask you? Because, yeah. okay, so when I first wanted to bring her in as a as a guest, I thought that she'd be a, a, a good guest or gr the, the perfect guest because of her background. But I really don't even have, like, the specifics of your... Of your background, I just know that you, you did counseling. Yeah. I just, I, I just knew that you had. I know you have your your masters, right? In in I do in psychology in, re in rehabilitation counseling. Rehabilitation counseling, and you did actual counseling for some years as well, right? I did. I worked with abused children, and then I went on to work with parents of children with children with disabilities, and then I. Oh, you want me to get closer? Okay. Not See, you're mic. waving your hand. I don't know what the mic is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. Just there. talk as close into the mic as not super close, but just. So then I worked um, any profession I've ever had. I really am working with people and trying to really connect with them. That's what I was starting so, to say. So it seems to me. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I was just gonna say connect connect with them in which way. So, like, from a really early age, I've always find, found people to be fascinating, and I've wanted to know what makes them tick, so I like to analyze. So that's what made me go into counseling. So when I went into counseling, it was trying to figure out what makes you make the decisions you do and what motivates people to make the choices they make in life. So it seems what you guys are, are I mean, your background and what you're trying to get into, they seem very intertwined. And I know just kind of from talking with you beforehand, Tess, um, it seems as if you kind of border that or you, you spit that line between biology and, and psychology or at least the, the, the field that you get into. Is, is that right or is that? Yeah, so I'm like uh, in high school, I was always super interested in the sciences. So I didn't really want to step away from that. But I was um, really, I have a little brother, he's three years old. And he like just the way his development as a child really intrigued me. Um, so when I found that was something that dealt with like people skills, cause I like interacting with people, um, and then kind of just like dissected the family and how they work and, um, the psychology behind so, that. So let me ask this. you, because I, I heard something recently and I, I heard it from, I don't know. I, I it was on another podcast that I was uh -huh. listening to. I have no idea how real this is, but this individual said that essentially our, our behavior is like, it's the, 
it is primarily genetic. As much as we want to believe that our parents influence us or that, you know, they kind of guide us in life, uh, a vast majority of, of the way of who we are is genetic. From what you've been learning, what you've been studying, I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, I think that now they kind of address both sides. Uh, I haven't really met one professor that says that it's just genetic or that it's just nurture, like nurture versus nature, basically. Um, at this point, they're really there's certain things that they've attributed to being biological, and then there's certain things that, without a doubt, is comes from nurturing a child and raising a family. So, like, I haven't encountered a class where they've said that it's only been one or the other, or like majority minority. Like, and when you were doing your counseling, what did you see? Did, I mean, I'm, I'm imagining you were dealing a lot more with childhood trauma and experiences versus just a, a child who already had those types of mental issues. Yeah, so there's no doubt that genetics play, play, play a huge role in any person's makeup. I mean, I think that that's one of the misconceptions about mental illness is that it's something, oh, what happened in your childhood? No, it's a chemical imbalance. So there's a reality there that it's a genetic makeup, and it is passed down biologically from parent to child. However... There is no doubt that, as you mentioned, Tess, that nurture is a is a huge component of that, and I and I think that a lot of times we don't realize how our upbringing and the choices our parents make, and the it's not just our parents. We're talking about the school environment. We're talking about the supportive community. What their friends share messages. Like when we look what's going on right now. I mean. Loneliness is a huge epidemic in the work world. We are all trying to create this sense of belonging that we're all missing. Yet technology, just like this podcast, we're all connected, but we're not connected. And so on a deeper level, that that's a huge component of what a lot of people are, are missing. So nurturing definitely has a big part of that. That was, that was deep as fuck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Man, I showed you, Tessa. I pulled that one. Wait, wait, wait. So, so just because... I mean, from what you mentioned, from what Tess mentioned, from what you mentioned, Justice, and and I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm now I'm dissecting you guys. No, it seems oh, to me as if no, it seems to me as if you you would think it seems as if you think that these things are grounded a little bit more in biology, and Tess, you you think that it's maybe more of an even split between you know well, nature and opposite. nurture. When you think that you're more biology and I'm more like, no, she's shaking her head right now for anyone who can't yeah, see no. her. Um, I would think you're more the scientist and I'm more like the nurture component. I think that if you had asked me in high school, I would have said biology. And going to school, I think now I think it's more of an even split. Why is that? Why in high school you thought one thing? Um, just because they didn't offer the courses that I could take um, in college. Like I was able to take a course that was specifically around child development. And then I got to um, study in like a lab school, which is basically what looks like a daycare for kids. Um, and I, throughout the entire semester, would get to go behind kind of like the one-way mirrors so I can see in, but they don't see me. And I got to listen and watch them and just like how their environment shaped them. Um, and so getting that like hands-on made me kind of change okay. my point of view When you say bit. in school, so, I, okay, so it's, it's your hands-on. So I wanted to make sure it wasn't, are you going by what you're studying or what you are seeing firsthand? Yeah, so I think that what I'm studying, they they really, when you study child development, well, from what I learned was that they address, like, theories um, that um, people have come out with. And so, like, there's, like, a biological theory, and then there's different theories. Um, so it kind of painted as an even split, and, and then I was able to see that replicated because the biological one, for me, was easier to prove. Because, I mean, I could look at the science. Because you're pretty black and white. Yeah, I'm pretty black and white. So, like, I felt like I could look at the chemistry and the biology behind that and understand why that made a kid the way they did. But it was hard for me to grasp that nurturing and the the environment um, also shaped who you are. And so seeing that helped. Because Tessa doesn't do gray. <laughs> I don't. She's no, really, no, for she, real. She doesn't, she doesn't do gray. Like, she's black and white and, like, any sort of gray. Is that true? She's really out here exposing me to the world. <laughs> no, I mean, no one knows you. We're just Tess and Jess. But, um, yeah. You said her full yeah, name like, already. Yeah, that's that's this is her social security number. This is her oh, phone yeah, number yeah, as well. No, Email. You can text. No, you can Instagram. No. I mean, Facebook. that's why she likes math and science, because it's black and white. 
And so really But, what but you think your, from what you're learning, at least right now, you're seeing a little bit, you're kind of moving away from yeah, the Yeah, since, I mean, in all aspects of my life, I've started to see more gray. If we're going to go the black. Tell and us pink. more about that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're not going to. Whoa. We're not, we're not going to dissect me. That's not the point of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe it is. We're free flowing right now. <laughs> all right. So uh, for one, I had just wanted to bring you guys on. Yeah. Just stop slamming the water on the thing because yeah. it's vibrating oh on the God. mic and we're picking it up. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> there we go. All right. So uh, just <laughs> by coincidence, and and you know we we're always discussing topics that we want to bring up and mm -hmm. what have you. And we had talked about um, bringing up mental health a couple of weeks back, and I was like, oh, I think I know somebody who might be able to to give us some good input. Um, and just by coincidence, we had this incident, these incidents that happened recently, yeah. uh, unfortunately, in El Paso and in Dayton. Um, Ohio. Well, and then there was that one about a week before oh, yeah. all that in California. In California as the, well. And that, like the garlic yeah, and that one, that one kind of just got, uh, not, it didn't even get swept under the rug. It's just happening so frequently. Mm -hmm. But regardless, right, those are unfortunate incidents. Uh, I, I don't even want to say prayers to, to the families because that's kind of cliche. Just, it's unfortunate, right? Um, do you, I, I don't know, is, 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 is there a, bio, there's so many questions that, that I want to get into with that. You're going to go like, is there something chemically wrong with these people versus is it like an environment in society that's created them? Like, I would say the guy, and I did a little bit reading of the guy in Dayton, and um, Dayton, they talked Ohio. to like a couple of like ex-girlfriends of his, and he was like, one of them mentioned that he had like encyclopedic knowledge of like the, the recent mass shootings or just mass shootings in general in the U.S. So, I mean, on some of them. I mean, something like that, that's almost like a nurture issue, right? Like, that's something that he's getting from society that he's he's constantly keeping tabs on that he's bringing into, like, into the way he, he views the world and the way he thinks about things, isn't it? And but is it a nurturing issue? Because it's what he chooses to focus on, right? Like, I haven't done as much research as what you're talking about, but the reality is that m mental illness, there's no doubt. We're talking about, you know, depending on what the situation is, there's a chemical imbalance and there's this huge misconception that the person, I mean, the problem with mental illness is you don't see it. So when you have a physical disability, when that person, whether they wheel themselves into the room or they walk into the room, you physically see it and you maybe make adjustments in your mind about their ability, whether that be right or wrong. But the reality with a mental illness is it's an invisible disability. And so we don't see it. And unless you're trained to pick up those signs, like, is it what, it, was it a nurturing issue or was he just focusing on something because he was hyper-focusing on it because he had a chemical imbalance? And that I don't know the answer to. Oh, okay. So I, I see what you're saying. But I, I mean, like, I mean, from, from like specifically this, this one shooter, I mean, there's people around him, like, you always hear this, like, in the, in the aftermath of these incidents, like, oh, there are all these red flags. Are these red flags that it's just something that is like a layman that you're not able to identify versus if they had somebody in life who was like a trained yeah. professional, would they have picked up on them? I mean, I think so. I think we're all um, guilty of looking past red flags because we justify them, right? So whether it's a red flag in our own lives or it's a red flag in someone else's lives, we see that and, and we justify it. And we're like, oh, no, 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 no. But... This person does seem to make good grades or this person, I'm going back to my sense of belonging, like they, they're surrounded by friends. The reality is, are they really connected to those friends or are those true authentic relationships or are they just surface level? And that's the reality of it is how much do we really, really know? And so it could be that it was a nurture thing. Again, I don't want to speak and, to an and, individual. And, 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 and to what he was talking about. It seems to me, especially nowadays, right? There, so everybody, you're you're a working, you're a working mom, right? I'm mm -hmm. a working father. Definitely, we're we're, <laughs> we're working parents, what have you, right? A, a lot of times, and especially in today's culture, the the children are being brought up by the media, whether it be. I'm not talking about news or anything like that. I'm just talking about general media, right? YouTube videos and video games and mm -hmm. movies and X, Y, and Z, right? All those different things. So. Is it possible that children are, they're being nurtured by a, a, a pseudo mom in a sense, right? They're being nurtured by 
this other creature that isn't uh it's not a human it's 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 this media combined as a, almost an entity and that's kind of what's influencing them and affecting them to to, to become these things because we, we don't because i don't know how old that that individual was in in dayton or how old they were in el paso i want to say they were like in their early 20s 1920 some uh, i think one of them was 22 the, the guy in dayton was 24 and uh the guy in el paso was 21 so thanks for the stats man bob yes sir so columbine how long ago was columbine Columbine was like in the late 90s, right? Yeah. Early 90s? Late 90s. Would they have been born by that? They would have, at the very least, This would, they would have been aware of that throughout their childhood, right? I mean, it's something that they teach children. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt that we're raising a generation, and I hate to blame, I hate to do the generation thing, but that we're raising a generation that feeds off of social media. I mean, the first thing my kids do is turn on their phones and look. Well, that's the first thing we what? do. Yeah, not even right. just, uh, yeah, not, not even just our kids. children. I, yeah. I mean, I do it. I, I have right. my phone on me so, 24-7. So what I'm saying is the reality is if we're going to look at who nurtures, I mean, I go back to my original point. Like, why is the workforce? Why are we, I'm in professional devi- development. Why are we looking at how to address loneliness? Because the reality is, I think the statistic was it's worse than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Loneliness affects you that much. Wow. So if we're if we're looking at that for adults, how is that affecting our kids who are constantly looking at what's going on, what's happening, who do I idolize, what do I look at, who am I desensitized to? Go ahead. So it seems like we were okay, like we were brought up these uh, shootings. Seems like we're giving them the uh, excuse of they have mental illness. But Men- it, mental illness is an excuse. What's an excuse is our system that isn't set up to support them. And that sounds like a strong statement, but let me tell you, I've met plenty of parents along my way as an advocate. Tess, my little co-partner over here, is smiling a little bit. But the reality is I'm, I feel very passionately about this. I've met parents who want to be their kid's advocate but can't get services because their car- kids aren't suicidal yet. So if you're not allowing treatment until your kids are suicidal, what are what are we doing? So then it takes grassroots parents' organizations and different organizations to really offer that support system and that education for parents because it's not out there. They're they're really trying now to have that. But if you have a kid with mental illness, definitely it's not an excuse. That is horrific what's happening. And I can't speak to each individual case. What I can speak to is that as a nation – we have done a complete disservice to mental illness because we let everyone out of these psychiatric hospitals. And we're like, go fix yourself. Go see counseling once every month, once every two weeks. The reality is we need help. And when if you're at all familiar with psychological drugs, the reality is you're you're trying it and it's and it's really a test to see what side effects, what effects it has those different things. And those parents need support and they don't have that support out there. Oh, okay. Part of support, like awareness, not just awareness, but like, okay, my kid's going through this. What do I do? If my kid, how, how do you know the parent, how do the parent know the kid is going through this? I mean, th- whether it's they're they're seeing the, the self harm or whether they're seeing the outbursts of anger and then, but that's so our responsibility as parents, right? We have to be aware of these things. Yeah, But how much, yes, I agree with you completely, but let me tell you, like, there's nothing more humbling than parenting a teenager when you don't know, like you don't take a parenting class on, okay, let me take all this. Let me, let me go through the class. Let me get my A. No, you don't. You figure it yeah, out. And yeah, each kid right. is so different yeah. that the reality is, how do I know what to do? Well, hell, I'm going to Google it, but I don't know what's out there on Google. And let me get that because no professional will actually see me without charging me. And if I don't have my resources, if I don't have the finances to back me up, then I'm screwed. Okay, so I, because you made a statement, and I, I was just curious, and, and really more than anything, so you guys know I'm not necessarily trying to debate with you. I'm just trying to have a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And the world listening. <laughs> so No, because you made a statement right now where it was like we let out all these people from, from these uh, – we're talking about through history, right? Yeah, yeah, but like we in the we're like like in the in the nineties. What it was in the nineties and early two thousand. Before that, yeah, in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had uh, we had a, 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 an outflowing of individuals who needed psychiatric help, mm-hmm. who were in these. What, what, I mean, they were in these like psychiatric mm-hmm. centers, hospitals. hospitals or, or what don't do you, be scared of the word. No, no, no. I don't know what the actual term is. Is, is yeah, they're, mean, they're centers, they're, hospitals. No, but they're like psychiatric. That's the psychiatric. Psych psychiatric. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So. Great. That happened in the 80s. We had all these people come out. 
but how come we weren't having mass shootings back then? If those people were did, how come it's a different generation that is the people who are who? And for most, I'm not gonna say in most cases, but I'm gonna say, in, and it seems to me as if in a lot of these instances, it tends to be a lot of like 20 year olds. So that's a different generation that's being affected by it, right? And I do agree with you. I'm not now, I, poor test. Poor test is gonna be like, man, you got her started. No, 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 but no, no, but but I, 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 I check I, our prison systems and. Like, there's a huge percentage that are mentally ill. But they get, shouldn't be in the prison but, system. But do you get what so I'm I'll saying? tell you where they ended up. They ended up in the... I'm sorry. Tess was yeah, like, can you stop screaming no, in my yeah, ear? just get louder. Yeah, <laughs> no. Like, at, you, they ended up in the prison systems. And yeah, no, there's no doubt that social media and all of that glorifies a lot of that. There's no doubt. As a population, we've grown as well, right? So everything, and there's the desensitization that you've talked about with the video games and... I've, never, I've the, never said any of that. You did that's okay. say that earlier. Yeah. All right, did I'm, you I'm sorry. Me <laughs> up, I, 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 I was not. I, I that think that the video game thing's been heavily debunked, though. I mean, I agree. Statistics don't support it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the reality is they're desensitized to. Are you? Are right, yeah. sorry. I'm being. No, I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's really hard to ask, um, or not to ask, but. I personally don't feel this way, but I know a lot of people that are like, this is what, it was like somewhere in the 200s of the like mass shootings that we've already had in America. At this point, seeing another one on people's TV screens, people aren't faced by it. Like they quote unquote put on their Instagrams, we're sending prayers Pray. to whatever system, to whatever city's been affected. And you know, if you ask, if you truly ask someone and um, they'll tell you they feel bad, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're not faced But they it. move on. And that's the yeah, scary part. Like, as a parent, I'm like, oh, shit. I have four kids that go to school every day. And I think about whether they're going to the be lockdowns safe. lockdowns are a joke. And, but, like, lockdowns are a joke. They're texting me, and they're like, shit, we had another lockdown. Yeah, actually, my, like, just so you know, because I, I, I just want, I wasn't telling you to give Tess a chance. I was telling you just to get closer to the mic. Whatever. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what your emotions were. I, I know. I'm sorry. I just used my hands up. Yeah. Just yeah. As, as close to the mic as possible. Okay. Don't bang your water. Oh, get no. close to the mic. So I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, but so I'm just, how come there's that, why does it seem as if it's a different generation that are taking these actions when that's already, then when there's a, when, like you said, there was a whole slew of people who were released and, and somebody's got their hand up. I think it's around. I, I think it's uh, like how you said it was. Why was it happening back in the day? But it is now. I think it's um, copycat. I think people see it and it and it just makes them like, you know what? I'm gonna go do this. I mean, the reality is, my 11 year old wants to be a YouTube star. Yeah. So if she wants to be a YouTube star with all these followers, she's like, "What can we do to get on Ellen?" Okay. So if my 11 year old wants to get on El Ellen, like, why wouldn't we glorify? I agree with you that it's. You know, when we talk about copycat, we all are looking for meaning, right? Like whether it's money or whether it's, oh, I need to go get my PhD, whatever it is. So they're looking for meaning of I'm going to be famous. I don't care if I, I get shot in the process, whatever else, I'm going to get coverage. But I, it, oh, go ahead. I mean, and I think to that point that like, I don't think, I think the feelings and if they were going to do, like if they were ever going to go like and do these like terrible things, like it was already going to happen i think the media has just sp sped up the process like i i think oh i don't agree well i mean not completely but like it wasn't as highly publicized and now that it's highly publicized people think it's okay i mean you could say the same not to get into politics but that like because trump was so be open about you know like well if we want to i'm just shocked you went there but yeah well i'm just saying like if trump is openly being i, I mean in my opinion racist i mean it brought out a lot of people who thought again that it's okay to say those things yeah i mean i was reading about the one of the shooters and they were talking about trump because he references some of his phrases yeah, I saw that. and it's like in one of his speeches recently was it like in florida or something he, he talks about he's saying something about sending people back to their country and somebody yells out from the crowd like just shoot him and he just kind of chuckles about it it's like from the very top of our society right in america we're, we're getting somebody who's at, at the very least he's he's really dismissive about you know hatred and potentially and violence against people from okay. a minority background. And even if you're it not, like, taking away, like, whether you support or not support, like, the, the point is, is he's publicized. Like, it's not that you're against him or you're for him. Like, it's out and everyone can see it. So, I mean, it really, at that point, it doesn't really matter what side you're on, but people are, like, seeing it. And so it makes it okay and people are desensitized to it and they see it and they want to copy it. Or, they, uh, or it just sparks something in them that may have not been there before. Okay, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Is the issue that we are seeing and in, in, in is 
are why we are frustrated, I guess, as a society, is it that we want to believe? Okay, so we have. It seems as if the whole "Make America Great Again," right? There's a there's a set of people who want to who have this idealized past, and it's kind of vague and it's kind of out there. And then there's this whole set of people who who want to push forward. It seems to me as if the frustration begins with we are reverting back to a time when these things. And I don't even mean like 50, 100 years ago. I just mean it's in general, like, society has been violent, mm-hmm. right? And I've, I've always talked to Bob about this. There was, you know, two, 300 years ago, you, there was tribes, you know, just at war. We've always been at war as, a, as, as humanity. That's what we know. That's what we're good at, war, right? We're good at violence. We're good at killing. Are we really, is, 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 is that the issue that we think we're having progression because we see technology and we have our iPhones and it's, we're recording our fancy podcasts on our fancy electronics, but the reality is that we're still humans and we're still trying to deal with all these emotions and these, these basically essential. But we're trying to learn how to talk and communicate and we still can't get that down. Is, that's what I'm saying. Like, though, that's is, the reality. But that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Is that where the frustration stems from? Is that the issue? We can't have an authentic dialogue about whether it's politics whether it's about child rearing or anything else, because no one wants to be vulnerable and say what they're really thinking. Are, are we are we really as advanced as we want to consider ourselves? No, we're definitely not advanced. We hide even more behind behind a facade of technology. Like I actually think we're less honest. We live in this. We don't even have to leave our room, and I can be five different people. But wait, according see, to technology, but see, look, because you said that. Right. Why are you pointing no, at no, me? No, no, because I'm because I pointed wherever you are. <laughs> because because because. We're more because we're hiding. We're less honest, and yet we have a president who's being a little bit more honest about his approach to, uh, and and how he thinks and how he views this thing. Yeah, I get and it. we might disagree with that. I, I, that's, I that's, okay. So I can appreciate that. Oh, sorry. Now I'm I'm hitting mics. Now I'm getting mad. <laughs> um, no, I can appreciate that he owns his honesty. Okay, that's probably the one thing I can respect out of him. Everything else we don't even talk about. But the reality is, if that's anything we're gonna learn, like yes, let's learn that. But then there are are consequences to your honesty and he's not being reflective part of communication is being reflective and i probably shouldn't call him what i'm yeah so that person that president that we have of the united states is not reflective the fbi already has your name there i know i know i'm down uh (laughs) um no but there's a reality to that communication is one expressing yourself then two listening and that's the part he's missing and in order for us to move away and progress as you so eloquently put it the reality is we need to improve our communication and we need to listen i I, I mean and again because you and i talk a a lot about these things it's not he's not he's a symptom you and who Corey, and and bob as well i think that would be bob he's a symptom of the problem right or or rather he's just he it's just it's just an element it's not it's not he's not the issue you're talking about like and we've we've you talked about loneliness. You're talking about frustration. You're talking about emotions. It's like I think some of the emotions we haven't talked about is like anger, fear, and and, and that's what drives a lot of this. I mean, that goes into like communicating, right? Like you can't communicate with somebody that on some level you're afraid of or you're angry at for some unknown or or ridiculous reason. Yeah, because you don't know their intentions, right? Like if you if I know your intentions are to really be here with me in this authentic conversation, we can disagree. But if I don't know that your intentions are okay, that we are okay, that there's some trust built, and there's no trust. There's no trust with our government. There's no trust with the help we have for mental illness. That's the breakdown. Are we are, are we reverting a bit? No, I, I don't think we're reverting. I don't think we ever, like, progress, as, as you put it, to the point that we like to tell ourselves. Because, like, I mean, you look at even the way that people kind of fight these injustices, right, and stuff like when you hear people combating racism, they're, they're still using like rhetoric and techniques that's that's kind of outdated. It's not really set for like the modern world. It, it dates back to like the civil rights movement and other things from like the 50s and 60s or even before that. Like we haven't developed new methods for like addressing new problems because I mean, there's similar problems, but they're, they're in a new environment. And I think you have to be more creative than a lot of people are, even with like attacking the things they don't like that they see in society. I think we're getting there. I think they're trying to work on it, on addressing new... Well, I mean, like, something like, I know on campuses, right, like, and, and you've told me about this, I didn't know about this, so you told me, but, like, we, we talk about, um, there, there's essentially, like, groups of minorities that are asking to be set aside to, like, avoid, like, microaggressions and stuff, it's like, like in, in essence, they're asking to be to be segregated. Do from, you like, see uh, that on campus? 
What do you mean by set aside? Like, well, like, like, like safe you, places, like, they're essentially, like, safe places on campuses. I've seen that, that it happens, like, in, I want to say, like, in UCLA, uh, some of the bigger colleges, uh, maybe even, like, your... You mean, your, like, concrete buildings? Who, or you mean, like... Like, like, actual, like, physical spaces where, where, where like, minorities, black people and, and Latino people and uh, Asian people can go, and they can just be amongst themselves in a group and... Essentially, I'd say other people are not allowed. Really, what I mean, I think, is that like white people aren't allowed into those safe, safe. Like that's a come, that's a come. People really? throughout this, like, oh, you snowflakes with your safe places, because that's an actual thing that the colleges throughout the nation have have been working on developing. At your campus, are you seeing that, or no? Is that kind of like not? I mean, like from what I'm aware of, there's not like an actual building that like Latinos go to. I know they have like um, a multicultural diversity and engagement center. Um, which, like, if, like, if we talk about reality, like, you're not going to see a lot of white people there. Um, and I mean, I have a different opinion. No, no, no. I have a different opinion on that. I, I, they're called safe spaces. I'm sorry. I said safe places. That's That's fine. Like, what's your opinion? Yeah, just your opinion. I mean, I I think there's something really great about celebrating each other's culture. And I'm really a big, like, I'm a big, obviously I'm a big proponent of that. Um, you know, like you have... Like, we have, like, a Latino graduation where all the Latinx people can come and graduate, and it's a different ceremony. I do think that sometimes, though, that that's in its own way, even though it's, like, a positive time and and it's on a positive note, like, that in its own way is, like, separating and segregating and saying, like, we are different. Um, And, I mean, it's you're supposed to celebrate each other's differences, but I think sometimes there's that line of, okay, well, now we're really just drawing these lines of separation, so, like, are we really mixing and celebrating each other's differences or are we separating ourselves so we can just celebrate people that are like Like us? I I, I totally agree with that. I mean, yeah, I think that's one of the issues that we face, especially as minorities in America, right? That we're kind of taught exactly what you said. We're taught to, to appreciate our, our differences, but at the same time, we're also in the bigger picture. We're not supposed to really recognize those. We're we're different, but we're really not that different because we're all Americans, right? And that's kind of one of these things that we're battling as a society, at least in this country, where. But is isn't that part of the problem? I mean, like like the the idea of people like us, right? I mean, I I, I had a professor right at at, at UTRGV, and he 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 didn't like being called white. I mean, he was white, right? By by all like general definitions but he's like there's connotations that come with that there's a history that comes with that and he's like if i met another white quote-unquote white person there's no guarantee that i have anything in common with them especially if they live in another part of the country right i mean like some a a white person in texas may not necessarily have anything in common with a white person from another state like say ohio where a couple of people in here are from You know, it's it's like, like the, the the idea that people like us that's misleading. I mean, and, and in a and, and a way to unify like even like like white people. I always thought that was a strange thing for minorities to do because it's like you're unifying this group of people that are not even necessarily like in their own minds a unified whole, and 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 it, and it defeats whatever purpose ultimately that I think you're trying to. Well, not defeats it, but it makes it. You're fighting like a bigger battle than you need to. You're, you're right. Because I you're know, fighting I a bigger group of people. I do that, and at the same time, like inside, I think about that. Like I know. I know they're not all connected, but they're uh, it just still just put them together. White, I mean, like they're white. I think that's with any stereotype, though. I mean, I mean, I just so I just went to um, Israel and I met some people in Florida, and that's I told awesome. them I told them I was from Texas, and they go, "Oh, see, so I wear cowboy boots and stuff like that." And I'm like, "No, like I'm not as yee yee as everyone in Texas is." I mean, I think like you get that with any yeehaw. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you don't even know how to yeah, say it. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I never heard that. Uh, ask the Aggies. They say yee-yee. No. Oh, yeah. That was a bash to the Aggies. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't get You know what? Aggies. But that's really awesome that you went to Israel. How, how was that? It was really cool. It was uh, really fun. You no, went no, to like Jerusalem? No, no, you don't have to tell me more. No, it was like a really good time. You, you, did you went to, to what made you Jerusalem? Go to, where made you go? So, Tel Aviv? Um, yeah, I did go to Tel Aviv. Um, so I'm Jewish, um, and there's uh, it's a philanthropic philanthropic <laughs> can i speak um organization it's called birthright um and basically if you're within the ages of 18 to 24 and now i think there's older ages um and you have jewish heritage or the or you are jewish um and you don't have to but anyway you basically go for free um and so it's a 10 days and there's different um 
there's different programs that you can choose. Some are more religious, some are more educational. That's some awesome. go with a purpose. I um, think that's really awesome, but that is totally playing into what we're talking about, right? Where yeah. there's this separation of like you yeah. and 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 I don't even know how to explain it because uh, once again, there's this benefit of being the other, but you also still mm-hmm. have to d- deal with the consequences of being the other. Just when he was talking about the, I think you had something you want to say. No, I mean, the the reality is I have these conversations all the time. I have friends, obviously, from all different ethnic backgrounds. And I get some into some intense conversations about how I can be ashamed of my heritage. And so I'm when when we walk in and we don't like to be called white, there's the reality is that I don't relate to a lot of our, our history. When we go up to Massachusetts, my boyfriend wasn't allowed in in the Chinese restaurant. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, all I grew up with was 90 per, 95% Hispanics. Like, that's, that's, this is where I grew up. And so I didn't know another culture. I didn't know of a culture that wouldn't let my boyfriend in to a Chinese restaurant because he was Hispanic. And that actually caused me to be a reverse racist against my own race. And you and I have had a lot of conversations about that. We don't need to go <laughs> reverse on that in the pocket. Well, no, I mean, against my own race because I'm so disgusted at the history of what my race has done that now I judge my race. I'm embarrassed. Is, is again, trying to tie it all in with what we were talking about with the shootings and whatnot. Are we dealing with more... Are we, is there not even issues? Is there just, is the world really that much more complex? And is that how come we're being affected by these things? And is that how come, or, or, okay, then, then what is it? Right. Because, well, well like, I, I, I know I don't want to jump on anybody, but like, I, and we're talking about shootings, right? I mean, was it maybe a year ago? There was the shooting in Sulphur Springs, right? The guy went into a, was it a Baptist church and he killed, I forget how many. And he, he was an Air Force, he was in the military, right? And, um, he had, had, he had been in the brig and everything. I think he'd had documented, like, he'd actually been treated for, like, some sort of mental illness before. And for whatever reason, they still released him. And 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 I, I got two brothers in the military, right? One was in the Army, one's in the Navy. And my older brother's like, he's like, I know a lot of people in the Army who who have committed suicide. And it, the numbers are a lot higher in men as opposed to women. And and it's just a difference. I, I don't know where you find the line where somebody, like, internalizes the harm they want to do and they end up taking their own life versus somebody who externalizes, you know, whatever feelings they are going through. So men definitely are, are a higher percentage for actually following through with, with suicide rather than attempted suicide. There, there's no doubt. But I think what you touched upon is the reality. Mental illness is with you for the rest of your life. This isn't something you outgrow. This isn't something, it's a stage you pass. Like a lot of people will say, Oh no, they're being lazy. Like they can't no. They, this is a chemical imbalance like any other disability. So when we only give them services, when we're only able to allow them to talk to someone once a month, that isn't giving them the resources they need to cope. And am I blaming the entire system on these shootings? No, I'm not. But the reality is there's a crisis happening and we're not addressing it. And we're not, we're not arming whether it's parents or we're not arming the people because it's a battle. It's a battle every day. Think of everyone's touch with someone who suffered from depression or anxiety or something else, and they don't know how to explain it, and they're embarrassed by it. So you keep it to yourself, and it builds. And then, and then what happens is then, yes, you're disconnected from a lot of our society by sitting at home, by having these, whether it's fantasies, whether it's delusions, whether it's just thinking, like, I want this to end. I want this pain to end. Whatever that may be, whatever that may look like in their space, the reality is there is people who can help, but we're, we can't offer them the resources to help. And I, and I think what happens is we think it can be treated just like anything else, like a cold, like a virus, like antibiotics for seven days. No, it's not antibiotics for seven days. Like you are mentally ill for the rest of your life. You can be stable. For sure you can get stable. But there's behavior modifications you need. There's medicine for chemical imbalance. This isn't just a short-term solution for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I talked to my brother about that. And he he was a medic, so he worked in the clinic. So he would do a lot of this stuff too. And he would, he would tell me, he's like, 
you know, like uh, pe- pe- people people make the distinction between like like having a bad week or being sad versus being depressed, and they're they're not the same things. That's why people like, hey, just do this, go go exercise, go go out with people, get get into your job, and it's like that solves people who go through these these moments in their lives, as opposed to people who have like a lifelong disorder that needs you know, like you said, lifelong treatment, and it deserves everyday attention because you never know what can trigger you know like like a bad episode, right, or or, or can or can just ruin a day and then like one day becomes two and then it becomes a week, becomes a month. And, and it you just, don't even know what those triggers are because the reality is the person suffering from mental illness is like, is this my personality or is this my disorder? I, I don't know. And if you have the stigma attached, which most mental illness is, oh, you're crazy. Oh, no, they hear voices or, oh, no, they're lazy. They don't want to get up out of bed. Or, or in they don't men, right? Work. Like you're, you're weak. You're like, weak. Wh- oh, why? no, for sure. That's a great one. Yeah, you, the, you're weak. You can't control yourself. Like, get up. Go go, just snap out of it. That's what I did when I got left. When I got, The reality is that it's so much more. It's like depression is like a big hole. And you can see the people on the outside, but you can't get out of that hole. And that's what we don't realize. And so when we see these people who are, yes, there's definitely some with the social media that want their names in the headlines, whether they have a chemical imbalance or not, obviously it would be incorrect for me to address each situation, but it's a lot of mental health issues that aren't being addressed. A lot. So you said it's a lifetime, uh, it's a lifetime thing. So medication, medication helps, do you think? Medication helps uh, with the illness. Yeah, I don't think you can just medicate. I think that there's this theory that you can just go get medication. And you don't have to have behavior modification. There's a reality that you have to become self-aware, no matter what it is. You have to know your triggers. It could be something as simple as, I have to get enough sleep at night. And that sounds so lame to say out loud on the podcast, but there's a reality that if I'm under a lot of stress and I don't get a Oh, that's true. I'm talking to a 19-year-old right now who needs to go to bed by 10 o'clock, who's fading right now as we talk. And so, um, right? I think that's great. She's getting, I mean, if she sleeps like that, she's getting a Right, lot, but there a is, there's a reality that most of us don't get enough of that sleep, right? Because we're always working for whatever that dream is we have. Well, I want to I wanna have meaning to my life. What's meaning? And it's all a matter of what we think that meaning is. And like I started off the conversation, is it because I'm going to make a difference in someone's life? Is it, is it because I'm going to make a certain amount of money? But the reality, the reality is we need to figure that out for, for ourselves and we need to know what our triggers are. So, so are you saying that maybe in today's society that it's, that I, I don't know that it's harder to find meaning or maybe just people like not being given the tool. I mean, what is it about meaning that that seems like it's harder to find? So I give a workshop on Simon Sinek. I don't know if you've heard about him, but like finding your why. And the reality is no matter what, we can say we all want to make a certain X amount of dollars. We can all say we want this certain job or we want to be famous. Like my 11-year-old said, I want to be on (laughs) Ellen or whatever. But the reality is, Meaning really comes from being connected with someone else, from knowing that we made a difference. And if we don't have that, then we feel the emptiness that is a true problem. So I think that, yes, we, we, it's much easier. I really feel like the issue is it's much easier to hide behind a facade. Like I said, with, with social media and everything else, what I've seen is we don't, we don't have to be our real selves. We have to be less our real selves than they were 20 years ago. Because there wasn't all these different faces to hide behind. We can I mean, be fake. That's, 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 that's interesting th- because you're always talking to me about like how you struggle with with honesty in different endeavors in life, whether at work or you know the art that you put together, your music or whatever it is. I mean, how, how important is honesty like in, in today's society? I mean, can can you be truly honest with people? I mean, one, one thing you're talking about work, right? Like a lot of the things you're framing, you're framing in the workplace is like what no, is I'm it? What? Personal too. Like you, you have to be vulnerable, right? Like uh, it's scary. I don't think there's a lot of people that are who they really are. So, or but like, well, like when you're entering the workforce, what's one of the first things people tell you? Like, if there's something you can't do, right? Just say you can do it, whether it's true or not. I mean, how how, how often do people like lie just to get into the workforce, right? I mean, or how do we ask people? We meet people and we say, "Hey, what do you do? What did I ask you today? What do you do? What do you do? Like that's the reality. What What do you do? You're not defined by what you do. Bob should have said to me. Who gives a fuck what I do? I like, do, why don't you ask I, well, me about I, me? That's why I was honest. I just told you I don't do anything right now. 
<laughs> he did. He did. He owned it. You are authentic, and you'll probably be fine in life, says the counselor. But I, but Uh-oh. there's a reality that that's what we do. That was my first question to you, and that's because I have this background. We're not defined by what we do, but yet we do as a society. I think I did the same thing. I asked you what you do. But you also asked her, like, where she's from, and it's like, that that's also supposed to tell you something about somebody, right? Like, if, if somebody just, we all, we've all lived here for a certain amount of times, like, oh, I'm from the valley, that might bring up something in some people's minds, people that actually know where the valley is, right? Right, but that goes back to being, we're trying to find a connection, right? Like, if we can, if we can find a connection, then we feel more comfortable, because the worst thing is when we're feeling uh, alone, and are you trying to no, say something? I, I am, but I can finish. Oh, no, go ahead. Just going back to the what do you do? So what what should you have asked? Because I mean that's like that's something that I feel like is what is everyone would say like what do you like do? An icebreaker. And I wouldn't have seen it that way. And I get what you're where you're coming from and like how you're not defined by what you do. But then what would you say? Like uh, who are you? I feel like that would really trip people up and be like, uh. <laughs> or what are you trying to do? I mean, I, I think that's if, what you, I'm if, saying. if you rephrase that question, it comes. Yeah, like off how do you rephrase strange. that question into not trying to make it seem like they're defined by what they do? Like, I, I think, I think, I mean, for me, I'm sorry, just to cut you off. No, I think for me, it's like, how are you? Like, that's it. Like, tell st- me a little bit about yourself. Not even that. Just when you, intru- how are you doing, man? Like, I'm doing all right. Okay. Well, that's cool. you. I wouldn't say how you're doing, I was, man. But and I was also going to say, like, as a teenager, whenever when someone asks me, how are you? I'm going to tell them, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to, I, no, on like, yeah, no, it. Yeah, you're like, not going to get an honest person that's like, man, well, my day went like this and then this was pretty shitty and then that was good. I mean, I do it with you because you're my mother, but like. We're okay. Just okay. Uh, so, We've addressed one of these things mother. that one of these things and and uh, because of because of recent happenings and we keep talking just as you mentioned social media and what have you. To me, what what I'm interested in knowing and what I'm interested in better understanding is how come we are seeing these issues more nowadays, and it, it seems as if I'm sure that our our parents, our grandparents, had to face the same sort of mental. Not even mental. They had to face physical problems. They had to face other issues that we that we don't necessarily have to. And yet, how come we don't hear about, I guess, mental mental problems in the in those eras, right? In the in the in the nineteen hundreds, in the eighteen hundreds. I mean, obviously, it's because of well, like, obviously it's because of studying, right? Like, yeah, we better understand society and whatnot. No, I, I but think- how come? I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Why are we framing the mental issue right now? And it's not just you. I think it's just everybody in general. We're framing the mental issue around social media. And it's it was because everybody's in everybody's business and we're, we're all copycatting X, Y, and Z. And we're putting up this front. But the the generations prior to us didn't have these issues. I, I mean, I, I, that's a question, like, how I always wonder with ADHD is when I was a kid, I don't remember nobody having that. But nowadays... It's, that's something that a lot of kids are getting diagnosed well, it's, with. It's maybe a kid, not necessarily a kid didn't have it, but it's like there was that kid that you, that you like. You're like, man, this kid does all these things, and there was no word for it, but it's like that kid, that's that yeah, kid. But that's but it's the same thing. It's like back then, there was no, we didn't hear about it, but now. I mean, we, had a, we have a, I mean, we have a friend who's. Can I say something? Look, it looks to me nowadays, oh, and I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. Look, I think that everybody has some sort of mental issue. I think it's just the way that you're able to to deal with those. Honestly, I think everybody's dealing with so Everyone many pressures. Everyone deals right? with something, but whether or not it's a mental illness, I think, is a difference. Like, I, what think, is the I diff- think the way what you is just the di- phrased it right now made it sound weak. Like, I'm no, okay, just going to be honest no, 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 that's fine, right but, uh, what is those, it sound what, like a crutch, what, and what I said No, 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 no not at all. Okay, I just, so what are those differences, then? What are those differences that separate I'm dealing with? These it's, pressures versus... I think it goes back to a bad week and, like, it being a chemical imbalance. I think everyone's dealing with something. Everyone's going through something. That's without a doubt. Like, no one's just, like, having a, a perfect life. But I think there's a difference between having to deal with that every single day and then having to deal with that for a week because you were going through something that was short and didn't last a long time. Also, didn't last for the life. Also life. unaware. Yeah. Thing like, yeah, if you're not aware of your... your you may have a mental illness... But you don't even you're not aware of it, so you don't even know how to attack it, and you just got this situation. How about in terms of and if it, you it, have it, if you're if you're like mentally no, mentally it, strong, but then you're you're dealing with with like uh, what you just said. Be, Stop wait, mentally wait, wait, strong. Okay, okay no. like I, uh, I'll tell wait, you, wait, I was di- no 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 wait, wait, no no wait. like I'm gonna call you on it because you said mentally strong. The reality is, I'm sorry. No, like no, people I'm, with mental illness are actually 
I would argue, 10 times stronger than someone who doesn't have to face that disability because you have to figure out how to function so what, in the world would, and know your triggers so, and self-aware. So what is the term that you're supposed to use then to call somebody that you would consider what like mentally sound base base level i mean what stable that they're aware that they're triggers you don't need to say you don't need to okay put it in a box that i mean it's just like everything else we've been talking about like the the reality is every single person is stronger for the different things those different struggles that they've gone through and we could sit around here and talk for hours about what our struggles have taught us individually so that person that had to do what you do on a daily basis but then times 10 had to face it. I'll, I'll give you an example. You face anxiety every day. You face depression every day. You face, but then it's like 10 times that because you don't have the coping mechanism. Okay, well, well, I'm sorry. Oh, now everyone's hands up. Uh, I don't know what's because going on. I'm, I'm sorry, man. What, what I was, okay. Um, being Did you just call me ma'am? Because we've no, already I established I that's I said, not okay. I said, being mentally stable, right? Um, how can we view that differently than if somebody's going through, somebody has issues at home, right? Or uh, uh, because you're in behavioral, in yeah. the behavioral sciences, it, it seems to me as if there's a little bit more leniency towards somebody who, who might be having mental, I don't know what you call it, mental issues, mental problems, whatever it may be. I, I don't know the terminology. You're, you're also hitting me in a place where it's like, I can't know that terminology. Not, I didn't hit you on any PC but, but, terms okay. except that you, you said versus, someone's who meant But versus, 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 you know, somebody is like, I'm, I'm mentally stable, but both of my parents are drug addicts and... I live in this bad area, and I mean, it seems to me as if we frame those things in two different. Like, if, if you're having mental but, issues, but you're also you're also making it seem like like that there's like some set rules for like right. th there's certain like factors, and it's like, well, I mean, if somebody comes out one way and somebody comes out another way, if somebody comes out better or like more mentally sound or however you want to phrase it, they're stronger, right? Like, it's like no, maybe this person just. What I'm saying though is that like we don't allow. I'm sorry, man. We don't allow those people who 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 perhaps are mentally sound or mentally stable, but that have the 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 background, right? Because you you you're what you're studying right now is the is the nurture part, right? Kind of to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. it, it seems just to but me as if in society right now we're looking much more at. Oh my god, he's gonna get louder. No, no, he, we used to do this right all now, the time. Right now, yeah, we're, you're gonna get louder. Right now so we're looking. Right now we're looking at. Right now we're looking at the mental health issues, but. I mean, is, well, is, Bob is was that, right. If you can just sit with Bob's comment real quick, if you can just sit with Bob's comment, like you're making it seem again like they're two separate, and I didn't make them two separate. The reality is you're separating them because you wanted me to talk about biology, and then you wanted me to talk about nature. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, no, it's good. Because the, the fact of the matter, dude, is people grow up in the same household, like like in my family, right? Like, I mean, you know about my dad. Like for 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 the record, my dad was like an abusive person. Not not he's just an abusive person, right? He's not a good person. Um, and, and the, there's five of us, right? And we all developed in different ways. I mean, there, there's no set, there's no set way for like people to come out of a situation where there's a person like when you, when you deal daily with somebody like that, I mean, even as a child, even if you're older, right? Like saying you're, you're two friends, right? Like they have, they're both in abusive relationships they're, they're going to come out of those experiences different, even though they're similar. Okay. I got one. Whether they, and, and that's not taking into account whatever problem underlying problems they may or may not have had to begin with. I'm sorry, with. Corey. I'm sorry. I, I got one. It's me and my son. Okay, he has ADHD, and you know, at first I didn't want to, I didn't want to admit it that he, you know, I would hear like my wife would say, "Oh, he, I think he has it." You know, we need to take him in. I didn't want him to take medicine, so I ended up researching ADHD, and I saw that he had every symptom. So, you know, took him to the doctor and, okay, so he has ADHD and he takes medication. So going through this process with him, I learned, dang, I got, I have, I have AD, I have exactly. ADD, I have ADD. And, and I, I knew that I had something that there was something wrong, like when I was in school growing up, but after seeing for my son, I realized, cause I didn't, I didn't get diagnosed when I was young, but I diagnosed myself as I got older, like, you know, from my son's situation. So I went through. I grew up, you know, all high, all of school with uh, ADD, no medication. You know, I did it. And now my son, who has ADHD, he's going through it with medication. So now you look at it, you know, together, it's like, I didn't have, am I stronger because I'm okay, not so taking that medication? That's kind of to the point people, that I'm talking people about. People like feel that. that way. No, people feel that way. They're like, but didn't it make you tougher? It may have, it, right? It uh, yeah, it may, it may have. have. It may have. I'm not going to sit here and argue whether it's good for the podcast or not. I'm not going to sit here and argue. We should, we should argue. Well, we that. should argue. Um, no, I'm not going to argue. The reality is 
the reality, I mean, whoever, whatever your name is, you're feeling like Javi, it. You can Javi, Javi, okay. Javi, uh, <laughs> Javi, Javi's feeling like you are stronger. But I'm, I'm not. You're, you're totally pulling that out. You you're pu- always no, no, do no. Because no. I never, I never said that. I'm just asking questions. I'm just, I'm just throwing out scenarios. I, I did not say. You did. Yeah, but you I'm feel just, you you just literally okay. silently no one can Tess, hear. Are you oh, gonna back up? Are you gonna back up? But Tess. no one no one can see right now. But Javi quote uh, quotation marks just <laughs> that said, is actually yeah, my you name. Are, you know that, you right? are you are stronger, dude. You are stronger. Like the reality is, yes, you learned coping mechanisms, but so did your son. So does your son every day, whether he has medicine or not. He still struggles with different things. I'm looking at you. You're shaking your head. You know it. So th- I don't necessarily feel, this is my opinion. No, It's not necessarily because I'm a professional. The reality is life teaches us that, and, and the lessons we learn, whether it's from other kids who are brutal, whether it's from teachers who are uneducated and ignorant, or whether teachers are supportive, like all of those things teach us lessons. And he is just as strong as you probably are. Does he have the assistance of medication? Yes. Yes, he and has I the wish assistant. I did. And exactly, you wish you did, even though, yes, in the end, you were tougher. Whether we faced someone who was abusive, whether we were had an undiagnosed mental illness, whether we went through a really tough time or not, that makes us who we are today. But as parents, I know that my hope is not that I can make everything easy and that my kids can't suffer. I mean, of course, I'd love that. But the reality is if I can be their advocate, I'm going to be their advocate. And but I'm not just going to give them a pill. I'm going to teach them what they need to know about recognizing and being self-aware, how to help themselves. And I'm still going to have high expectations no matter what they're diagnosed with. Okay, to kind of t- to wrap try it up, to, to, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to wrap it up. No, to to tie back into what we were talking about with the, with the with the shooters. Uh, it seems to me as a lot of this. What what are they called? Like psychotropic drug? Is that is that what they are? It, it seems as if from at least from the little bit that I know that. They, they're they're also a cause for concern, right? They're not necessarily sure. this like there's side effects, and some of those side effects yeah. are can be as devastating as the actual. Yeah, I mean, there's, is that an I illness? W- I, I don't know what, what what would you call, what would you call mental? Is, I mean, it's called mental illness, mental right? Illness. Is it a disease? Is that a disease or no? Yeah, I mean, like there. You're I'm just I'm just actually yeah, I'm, no. what my so curiosity the reality is, like, is it's like any other really medicine when you see a commercial come on TV and they we joke about it I mean my kids and I joke about it when we see a drug come on TV we're like oh it's so amazing until we get to the last three four seconds when they list all the bad things that can happen to you right so there's no difference with the psychotropic medicines that you were talking about there there's huge and that's what I was saying about when we institutionalize these children or these adults, it doesn't have to be children, it is a puzzle, and they're trying to figure out, and there's always these side effects, and they're serious side effects, and they need to be really monitored, and we all know that that's not necessarily the situation in all homes. Are, are we? They are. Well, because a lot of times, like, those side effects can essentially, like, like mirror, like, another mental illness. Very right? much so. Yeah, you're exactly right. Are we missing in society those little, uh, actually, that I was I was hearing, here's Terrence McKenna, I, I can't. I can't remember who exactly it was, but they were talking about we no longer have these pas- these rites of passages, right? These 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 things in life that kind of takes us take us from one stage into another, and we're missing these we're missing these we're missing these these powwows, right? We're missing these an- yeah. these these ancient these ancient get-togethers where as a, as a group of 20, 30, 40, 50 of us would come together and we would you know we would have these stories told to us or we would have these we would go through all the. Do you think is is that what's missing? What it I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is there another option to to those pills? Is there something oh, else that we can I, do as 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 a yeah. society? Because that's the way they had to have handled it in those ages, right? That, that when there wasn't those pills, when there wasn't these all these drugs that were available to them, they had to be able to handle their their individual mental illness. So how were they handling them? And that, can we learn from those experiences? That, that's what and, she going to? She, she she was actually like I think in most of them she was like behavioral modification, yeah. behavioral therapy. I, I, like. I think that that's a huge component. I'm actually against a lot of the medical community that just hands over a pill. I would never advocate for just handing over a pill and not self-awareness of knowing what my triggers are, knowing what's going to cause me. And I say this in a personal because I've experienced so, like So the reality is you have to know that. And we have to empower if it's our children or whether it's students we work with 
to have these conversations. So, yeah, no, I mean, you can't just, a pill doesn't fix it. I, I don't know anyone who would agree with well, that. Do we, we need to rebuild society certain, in a certain degree? We need to come back together. Is that, is, is that's what's kind of missing, I right? mean, there's definitely a disconnect. I mean, when you talk about these olden days, and I feel like in some ways you glorify them, <laughs> like, the rea- I'm glad you're laughing. Um, the reality is there was a sense of community, and I keep going back to it, and I'm not trying to sound like a broken record, even though no one knows what a record but is But isn't anymore. that what makes America but great like, again, right? Whatever. Isn't that I'm kind of that? Bash, like, right, whatever, that's kind of, we, there's this the golden era that we lived in, and that's, yeah, but I'm it, not, it, I'm it not, plays yeah, into but, all these but things, But that's right? also a myth and a legend that people hold on to. It's like, if you're going back to the 30s and 40s, 50s and 60s, like, you could, you could talk about more like, like Native Americans. I want to whatever your name is. Yeah, that's not what they're talking about. Yeah, like, you've made eye contact with me. There's a lot of people that can't even make eye contact with me anymore because we don't know how to communicate face to face. I mean, we were just sharing stories earlier of how we communicate, right? Mm-hmm. And where it's like, no, I'm going to text him. I'm not actually going to call him, right? And I'm not blaming all of social media. <laughs> just, I'm not blaming men and their. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, that's a whole other podcast. We don't need to go into that. But all of my I, DMs. All all right. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Tess is like, I'm, 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 sorry, to cut, I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off, guys. We're, we are at an hour now. Jess, I, th- I thought this was an amazing conversation. I really enjoyed it, and I hope that you come back and have some more of these with us. Uh, Tess, I-, I know you'll be leaving pretty soon, but, um, you <laughs> know. It was fun. It was I- fun. Yeah, I, I-, I, I really enjoyed this one. I- we kinda- we started off a little shaky, but it ended up strong. You were shaky. Yeah, I'll I have to start it off. Whatever. Kiss my ass, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is some black dude, Mexican guy, and Bob, and Jess and Tess. Peace. <laughs>